right, so we're back. Another episode of Post Phase and Cheesesteaks, episode 43. Got myself, Dakota, and we got Nick back as a guest on. Uh, today, we will be doing a projection for the uh, all 32 starting quarterbacks across the league for the 2021 season. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go uh, division by division, starting with uh, – we'll start with the NFC. So we'll do NFC East. I'll let Nick go first, and then I'll give my take on who I think the quarterback will be. We'll flip to the West, and I'll go. He'll go. So nice little back and forth here. Um, so as we uh, get right into this, Nick, who – NFC East, Philadelphia Eagles, who we uh, – <laughs> who's going to be the quarterback? It's always, always a question mark now. Well, I can, I can remember watching the draft on Zoom with you last year. And when that Hurts pick came through, I think we both almost <laughs> fell on the floor. Uh, but I, I, think so that I, can, I think that I can say going into this season, week one, I see him as a starter. I see them coming into this year, giving this the full evaluation period, give him the offseason, give him the preseason, uh, you know, bring in a veteran. You, obviously, we're hearing things like Marcus Mariota and I've heard a lot about Tyrod Taylor being kind mm-hmm. of that perfect sort of guy to bring in, um, you know, guy who'll push him has that similar skill set where he's mobile, but can throw, um, which I, I would like, it's all going to come at the cost of, of course, we know we're working with no salary. Uh, I, that's not really where I want investment, uh, especially if I think the only way it makes it palatable to eat all that dead cap is if you're starting quarterbacks only making $900,000 as a second round. True. So that, that kind of <laughs> averages out the cash. So if you can get to bring in a veteran for low money who knows he's going to be the backup, um, I'm happy with it. But overall, you know, I hope they don't give us another heart attack and pull some draft day one trade up and get rid of picks to move up and take a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. That would really just spike the fan base. I've taken another to go to state quarterback would just people would lose their mind. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Jalen Hurts. I mean, from what I've been hearing recently, uh, it seems like that's going to be their idea is like, let him ride this year, see what you have. If not, you can move on, you know, look for another quarterback. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of excited. I, I want to see the kid work. I want to see Jalen get his chance and, you know, work with the, I heard he's already trying to work with the receivers um, down in like Texas or something. Um, you know, work with the, work with the team, get used to the system, the new system um and see where it goes you know i i think based on what we saw you know we saw that flash in new orleans where he lit up the saints which is a very respectable defense um and then you know last few games some teams you know kind of figured him out a little bit but you gotta you gotta understand it was like what four games he didn't have time to adjust himself so you know give him a full off season a full season uh to play and i think it's a very 50 50 he could he could definitely come out and be like you know bona fide starter you know, star caliber, uh, or he could fade out and be middle of the pack starting quarterback. So we'll see. Um, I think just, just one thing is I, I hope that, <clears throat> I hope that this is a fair assessment year. That's really my big thing. Like I hope that they give him an opportunity to actually see what he has, right. Give him another piece around him, you know, whether it's Pitts in the draft, whether it's chase in the draft, whether it's Smith in the draft, whether it's a, you know, somehow Sewell drops to you and you get him a, a top talent offensive lineman, mm-hmm. Give him a, a legitimate chance because at, at the same time where I agree, I mean, he showed flashes. We can talk about the total yards and how much he averaged per game, which was mm-hmm. very high. Um, he showed rookie moments, but he also showed very young, talented moments. He did some things I don't see many other quarterbacks in the NFL do. 
but at the same time, he came into a situation where we all know how much chemistry matters in the NFL. And each passing day just shows us how more and more toxic that locker room was last yeah. year. And it was a bad situation. Um, they went from quote unquote in first place, you know, and I said all year, how, how sick of it. I was, you know, hearing that we have to keep starting Carson. We're in first, we have to start, we have to keep starting him. Yeah. And I kept saying all year, I was like, we look terrible. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, we're in first in, you know, we're, we're the fastest slow person right now. And it's just a silly thing to keep doing. I hope they give him a full season because at the end of the day, even if you find at the end of this year, okay, you know what? Maybe he's not our definite starter. You have an opportunity to go into his year three and bring somebody in to compete, whether that's a veteran, you'll have, you'll have money from free agency mm-hmm. or, or if he doesn't do well, really that means we're picking high again. Yeah. And then we could potentially have either two second round picks or that second first round pick from the Colts. You trade up, you get a quarterback next year. So it still gives you the opportunity, but I think we need to know, is he our guy going forward? Is he a backup or is he a trade piece that we move on to another team? And I think you only know that if you give him the full off season, you give him, you give him preseason and then you just let him ride out, let him ride the highs. I also want to see what he does at the lows. You know, I want to see what happens when things don't go his way, when the Philly media gets on him. Mm-hmm. Does he have that spine? I mean, I personally think he does after seeing what happened with him in college. Yeah. Um, you know, like he, I mean, seems- he was benched in the national championship. I mean, yeah. And, and he came <laughs> back and supported the guy who yeah. took over the rest of the full season. And, and when he was called up, when his number was called, you know, he did the best he could. And then he went and, you know, was a Heisman finalist on a new mm-hmm. school. So personally, I'd like to see a full season. Um, uh, I, 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 I cannot imagine them trading up and getting rid of draft capital, a team this many needs, but it's the Eagles. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we could always talk about this forever, but I, I do like your point in saying that his, his character, I think is huge because within like, you know, two games, the whole team was rallied behind him, believing in him. Like he's, his press conferences aren't, don't really convey like how he really is on the field. And I think, you know, you kind of get that like competitor nature out of him. Um, and Car- Carson was a weird competitor where he kind of hit, he would boost himself up almost. Is that, that's how I kind of interpret it. Whereas, um, you know, Jalen's kind of like, I'm going to make these, you know, my rest of my teammates hype to get me hype so we can play better. So we'll see what happens. I, I agree with you. I just hope they don't, you know, they don't do this as like a, well, we drafted him. Let's do it. Like, I hope they give him, the full benefit, try to build around him, you know? So, yeah. um, moving on to Dallas, uh, this one I had blank for a little bit because I honestly have no, I, I really would not be shocked if Prescott's not, um, a cowboy. Uh, but I think Dak deep down does want to stay in Dallas and, they have they they might have to make some some moves. Might have to trade, you know, maybe free up Zeke or one of the receivers. Um, but I, I think eventually they'll get a deal done. And whatever it's going to be, probably top five money for for a quarterback. So Prescott in, in Dallas is what I would go with. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I don't as as uh, unclean as this whole situation has played out with him. I think that it's two guys being businessmen who are just leveraging and they're trying to wait it out to see who can wait the longest. Yeah. I think the Cowboys saw last year what happens when you take him out of that offense. 
you know, it's kind of funny him not playing ended up probably, you know, it's weird. You always worry about injury costing you money. I think an injury actually made him money, which is not something you almost ever see because you got to see, you know, the 500 yards a game they were putting up with him. And then he went out and that offense looked inept. And to think about, and you can't tell me that Zeke's fall off didn't have to do with him losing Dak. I just, I, I know, I mean, I had Zeke in fantasy. He was fumbling like crazy. He looked mm-hmm. so checked out. He was dropping catches. He, he always yeah. made, you know, the line got started getting decimated. Um, they still have a great receiving core. You know, I, I think they find a way to bring him back. I'm leaning a little more towards the Kirk Cousins situation where he gets tagged again and then moves on after this year. Because if I'm him, if they don't pay me top dollar, this is not the year to get money somewhere else. It's, right. it's, it's not. So if you're him, you say, you know what? I'll take the 37 million from you. I'll take the second tag. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go. And, but just know that if you tag me again, I'm not negotiating with you. Oh, hundred percent. I, I would, that's, it's just in my eyes, like that would be, if you get tagged, I don't know how many times a player gets tagged twice and then goes back and re-signs long-term with the team. Um, and I'm glad you, you pointed out cause I actually had to Google cause I didn't know, but if Prescott gets tagged again, um, which the Cowboys would have to do by March 9th, he would, he would, uh, receive $37.7 million yep. or it would be against the Cowboys cap that much. So, yep. Yep. which is a lot. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, and you, and you know who the highest paid quarterback is over the last five years, right? Mahomes. It's Kirk cousins. Oh yeah. Because the double franchise tag. Well, his, was all, his was like fully guaranteed too, wasn't it? You got big money. You got paid big. You got the double franchise tag from Washington. And mm-hmm. then he got that nice big contract from the 80, uh, 84 million or something like that. He got, he got big, but, and then, you know, his franchise tag was fully guaranteed. Those were both about 30 a piece. Yeah. So it was, and honestly, like if I'm him, like a team will pay him. They won't pay him this year. There's not a situation where I could see, I mean, the Panthers, I could see if they don't do it. I think, I think the Panthers would pull the trigger there. They're a team I had the hardest time. We'll talk when we get there. They're the team I had a really hard time figuring out which way they go. I could yeah. see that. But his market gets much bigger if he waits another year. Um, I think Jerry can't let him walk. I think he tags him one more time. I don't necessarily see a deal. I wouldn't be, I guess, shocked, but I'm 60-40. He plays on the tag. 40% he actually gets a deal. What do you, what do you think? Like, I mean, not to keep harping on this, but what do you, what do you think is really holding back Dallas from just locking him down? Do you think that, you know, Jim uh, Jones and some of those other pieces up in the front office, like are, are concerned, like don't fully believe in Prescott. Is that the reason why they want, they want to lock him up? To, I mean, it's a business thing. They want more years. You know, yeah. if he would have agreed to five years last year, he would have, he would have signed, but he mm-hmm. wanted four, you know, he wanted, and again, that's a business move. He's, he's looking at the TV contracts. He's looking at yeah. like his age. He's looking for, you know, the third, cause you got to remember, it, it's not like he got paid on the first contract. He was a third round pick. That's you know, true. he was on, he was on a bargain contract his first four years. It wasn't like, you know, the Mahomes of the world and the Sean Watsons who in their first contract, they made 12, 13 million, mm-hmm. you know, he made 3 million, 4 million over that first four years playing at a pro bowl level. Yeah. Um, so he's looking to maximize his dollars. And I don't, you know, I don't blame him. He's trying to play it out. I think Jerry has got himself into a position where he's already paid so many other people. And if you look at that defense, I mean, he can't continue to ignore it. Oh no. So, so I just, I don't see it getting done. Cause I think if it was going to get done, it would already have been done. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to the New York, New Jersey Giants, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> uh, this was this one's pretty easy. Uh, Danny Jones. I mean, I don't see any. I don't see anything about that. So we can move on. Uh, Washington is interesting to me because interesting. I, I could see a couple of players getting traded there. I could see them drafting a quarterback, but ultimately, which is the idea a lot of people are floating around, I could see a combination of uh, Heineke, which they extended for two years, and Cam Newton going back with Ron Rivera. <laughs> so that, that's, my, uh, that's my take on the Washington's quarterback situation. Could be Heineke plays like five, five six games, and they're like, wow, this, this guy's really not it. Cam steps in, or Heineke keeps it for the whole year. Or Cam beats him out. But I think those two will battle it out for starting. That's that's funny because my backup option for them is Cam Newton as well, going back to play with Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my – I think I have, I have a number one spot for him, but that is my number two spot for him. Uh, but I guess my first sort of like QB carousel move is I see Washington making a trade for Sam Darnold. Ah. I see Darnold playing for Washington. I think if you look at the team construction – you have a young top running back, Antonio Gibson, who showed you a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin, I mean, being a captain in the second year, Super really underrated. Being, being a stud with nobody to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that he, I think that if you look at that team, if you find that sort of like, and it's going to be a buy low. That's the reality too for them is the Jets. I think are going to trade him so that they can take Zach Wilson at two, which is a little spoiler for later. But I, um, I think that they are going to move. And I don't think it's fair, to be honest. I think this is, I don't think it's fair to Donald for him to them to move on. Uh, but I think that's the NFL. You know, if your shiny new toy doesn't work out quickly, you move on to the next shiny new toy. Yeah. And there's, there's new coaching staff, there's new front office, you know, they're not tied to Donald. Uh, I think you always want to kind of pick your guy when that front office gets moved around and Washington, because they won the playoffs, like I said, all year where I'm like, not won the playoffs, but they won the division. And I mm-hmm. said, is it worth it to win the division to lose 10 spots in the draft? I said, I don't think it is in this year, just to get blown. Although they did get the Super Bowl champions, the best game that they played in the they playoffs. They did. They gave them a run for their money. Yeah. And, you know, Heineke's happy they made it because he got paid because of it. Uh, but they're not high enough to, to draft a guy. Um, I think this year it's pretty obvious the top five quarterbacks are probably going to be gone the first 12 picks. Yep. Um, um, so I see them making a trade. They can, they can probably buy low. Maybe, the, you know, this year's first, maybe a future first or, you know, maybe a future second or third or day two, mm-hmm. um, which I think is reasonable with where they're drafting. Uh, I think, and I think the jets are going to be in play for a new guy. So Darnold, I think is going to be the, the guy who ends up in Washington because he's young. He's, He's, he is like younger than some quarterbacks coming in this year. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. He's only like 22, I think. The 23, I think. 23? Like, yeah. like he's younger than Jalen Hurts, you yeah. know? So I think if you can, I think if they feel like they can get him to grow and mesh with McLaurin and Gibson, that's better than them bringing in a veteran because they'll have them both, long, all, all of them long term. So I see Darnold there. My backup option, if they go veteran, would be bring bringing Cam Newton to Washington. Yeah, so that Sam Darnold to Washington is my second uh, option for Sam Darnold. I have him going somewhere else ultimately. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that's very, very plausible to happen. Um, 
so that, that wraps up the East. Uh, moving on to the NFC West, which in my opinion is the best division of football right now. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Who's their quarterback, Nick? Oh, yeah, <laughs> let Russ cook again. I mean, I think I think he stirred up the pot. Uh, I think he, I think it was more so of a not I'm going to leave you, but no, I have options. Right. You know? It was one of those times where he was like, I'm not trying to tell you I'm going to go, but you need to know, like, I'm a desired commodity and I'm not going to be the quiet bystander anymore. Um, I think he stays at least one more year. Could I see him get traded next year? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, now it's coming out more about they thought about trading him to Cleveland a couple mm-hmm. years back when they when they took Joe Burrow. There was calls made. Interesting. About, not Joe Burrow. Um, they took Baker Mayfield. They, oh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. When, Baker, when Baker was the number one pick, there was phone calls made. Um, I think he's just sort of he's, – he's using some leverage, and I don't blame him. You know, if you look at how hot his career started out, and then really we talked about in the QB ratings, just how consistent and great he's been throughout his career. Oh, yeah. I think he's making a legacy push at this point. Try to get an MVP. Try to get another Super Bowl, um, which I don't blame him. And I think that he's kind of – pining just so that they know and could he get traded next year yeah it wouldn't surprise especially if the seahawks underperform i could definitely see it happening uh, but i think at least for 2021 i think he's you know he's a hawk again for another year yeah i agree i i don't think russ gets traded i mean i heard the from what i'm hearing the like people keep saying the bears are actually would be the best fit for him um because their their line is getting better and that offense fits him well, but yeah, I don't, I don't see Russ leaving Seattle and um, it's something I never really thought about. Cause I always viewed him as this really, um, you know, super humble, super genuine laid back kind of personality. And, you know, Tim was saying last episode, how this is him saying, don't forget, this is my show. Essentially. Like I'm the reason this team's so successful. You know, you take me out of the equation, you still have a great team, but it doesn't, you, you need the conductor to run the train. So I think I, I, I like how he's doing it. It's he's not like out here calling teammates out. And I mean, besides some of his linemen, but yeah, he, he's, he's letting it be known he that I call out the linemen. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just letting it know me like, look, you know, I get sacked arguably the highest in the league every year. Give me some damn help. And then let me cook with, you know, my top five wide receiver group. So, yeah. And you know, and I will say a little plug for Russell Wilson, one of my favorite guys in the NFL he um it's a known thing that quarterbacks always get their linemen gifts it's usually mm-hmm. a rolex a watch you know a fancy dinner you know what he got his lineman last year is it a car <laughs> it was amazon stock oh he bought them amazon stock which if they kept it they've been doing very well yeah uh, so nice yeah, just and you know the walter payton pan walter payton man of the year if you didn't watch that speech you should watch it what, what year was that from this year, oh, he just he just won it. I forgot he won this year. Just for twenty twenty. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, I, I think it's entertaining that this is like to me this whole this whole off season already has been insane. The amount of quarterback rumors we've heard, I've never I don't remember ever seeing this much change. Well, uh, if you if you remember, I mean, me and you were talking about it when we were doing the rankings. They're just saying this. I've never seen the market so saturated for quarterbacks before yeah like like i've never seen so many guys who could get playing time Mm -hmm. you know like and that's why i said it doesn't make sense to me for teams who reach in the draft who 
get rid of assets when they don't need it, need to do it, uh, to over to overpay somebody. There's so many guys who can start for you and so many teams who have multiple needs, you know, and the reality is the top five guys are all pretty locked in their situations, ex- except Russ is a little bit, you know, he's playing with a little bit, but everybody else pretty much the elite quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, they're pretty much going to be staying where they are. Yeah. And them, you know, it's, quarterback's a tricky thing because as we were going through looking at the starters i'm just like yeah after about the top 10 guys like i don't think there's much of a net change between number 13 and number 24 yeah i don't overall feel moved you know i'm like yeah this team would get better but like how much better and like at what cost right yeah i think it's something that uh i was i mean this is a topic we could get into on a whole different episode um, but I was listening to something the other day about um, how they were saying the NBA, where it's at right now, has the most talent it's ever had. Like as far as like players who can shoot, players who can charge in the paint, players who can defend. Like you take the, that group of of athletes in 2021 against you know the 90s athletes, like it's not even it's almost not comparable how much talent there is, and it's a lot to do with training and and what you know technology that helps these athletes stay healthy and and build muscle and all but it's the same thing with quarterbacks i feel like you can find a serviceable quarterback in this year like you back in like 10 years ago you you had to have a bona fide starter you weren't going to really unless you had an absolute monster of a defense you know you needed a quarterback to get you deep in the playoffs but time and time again we see you know we had who was it out in in jacksonville took the had a great defense through the Jaguars AFC Blake championship. Bortles. Yeah. Blake Bortles. Like, so it, it's a weird parody of, of people who are just really talented and able to get it done at the bare minimum. So um, that being said, I think uh, about this whole QB carousel, the Rams now become very interesting uh, because of who their quarterback should be starting Matt Stafford. Yeah. Um, I, I still like Seattle. But the Niners are getting healthy, and we'll touch on their quarterback in a bit. And the Cardinals need to win. Uh, so I actually think the Rams might come up top in this division as that, you know, take that number one spot. And then we have, like, Seattle or uh, Cardinals in Arizona – or, excuse me, Cardinals and Niners fight out for wild card spots. But, I mean, I would assume you have Matt Stafford as a Rams QB. Yeah. I would hope so after what you gave up to get him. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Stafford in, uh, in LA and then Arizona, I would assume Kyler Murray is, is getting the go. Yeah. Uh, and then this is where I think the Niners, um, I think they trade Jimmy G or cut him and he goes to a different team. Um, and I think that the Jets trade Sam Darnold to San Francisco. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think Darnold is a slight upgrade over Jimmy G. He's younger, he's cheaper. Um, and I think they can, they can let him kind of brew in that system, you know, over the, the off season, let him play out through the season, see how it does. If they don't, if he doesn't improve, you know, help them out. I mean, Jimmy G got them to a Super Bowl, and I don't think super high of Jimmy G. Um, but, you know, see where Sam Darnold can take you. And if not, that's a lot of thing with a lot of these trades is like you can have quarterbacks come into your system, see how they do. And next year's draft isn't great for quarterbacks, but as we see in college sports all the time, 
players come out of nowhere. There will be a couple quarterbacks that come out of nowhere and then they'll rise up the ranks. So um, ultimately I, I see, like I said, Sam Donald's either going to go to Washington or 49ers in my eyes. And I think the Niners will pull the trigger because Deshaun Watson won't be going there. So I think based on the comments that the Niners have made, it's pretty obvious that Jimmy G is walking out the door. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the whole, like, he's a 49er right now. I think yeah. that's been front office speak for, like, we're trying to move him. Um, you know, it's a tough situation there because you have a defense that's primed to win. You know, you got a great, great defense, but you're in a, an extremely challenging division. Mm -hmm. Some threats on offense. Uh, I think you kind of got to say, like, do we go all in? Do we push the chips in? Do we think our window's two years from now? Because we got a lot of young guys on defense. Um, so I'm kind of between two moves for them. I see them either making a trade for Kirk Cousins. I could see them luring him away from Minnesota. I thought about that. Um, or trading up in the draft and taking Mac Jones. They're not going to get high. Um, I think they can move into, you know, that if he falls to 12, 13, uh, you know, move into that, give up a little bit of future draft capital if they fall in love with him. Um, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard there because you can go young-ish yeah. or you can go, you know, a little bit of a more proven commodity. I, I lean cousins because I think they're going to go somewhere more proven. Um, something about me just does not like Kirk Cousins, but I can't deny that he's a definite upgrade over Jimmy G at quarterback. Um, I think they probably feel like they have a better chance to compete in their division with an upgrade there. Uh, personally, I think Jimmy G is like a bottom 10 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and I think Kirk Cousins is more towards, towards that 12, 13, 14 spot. Um, I think he gives them just enough to get over the hump. So I'm going to say they make a move and, get Kirk Cousins okay so Niners for me Sam Donald Niners for Nick Kirk Cousins interesting um I could see it I I was looking into that too because I actually have a question mark next to the Vikings player I have listed because I I really don't know what Kirk Cousins future holds so um we'll see but moving on to the uh NFC North who do you have the uh Bears as their quarterback? Oh, this was another tough one. You know, QB carousel action. Mm -hmm. um, I think they could be in the Darnold sweepstakes. Um, I could see them making a play there. I don't see Deshaun Watson ending up there. I think the Bears are too bad of a franchise to pull something off like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't see Russ going there, um, even though there's the rumors. Maybe next year, but not this year. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprise here. So partially I'm thinking through the bears front office, the bears, the bears front office is in a really weird spot. They can't go super young and draft a rookie because they could all lose their jobs. They're like very much on one of the hottest seats in the NFL with Matt Nagy, the GM, but I think that they can't really afford a marquee name. And I don't think their situation really brings one in. I'm going to go with the guy who tried to take a year to repair himself, but I think still has an opportunity to compete for a starting mm -hmm. job in this league. And I think that the writing on the wall for his current situation is not for him to start. So I'm going to go with Jameis Winston make the move to Chicago. See, I, 
I, I, I, could, I like that. I could see it. Um, I think I'm not as high on Winston as other people. Um, I just, the inconsistency for me is like, just, just because he spent a year in New Orleans under Hall of Famer Drew Brees doesn't mean he's going to immediately be better. Um, he did play well when he had to, but I have a, uh, an interesting Bears quarterback choice too. Um, is a, he's a, he's a little older. Um, he's been around the block. So I have the Bears in September of 2021. Their QB1 will be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, that was my – I almost went with that one. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be playing on his 69th team. Oh, uh, I almost went that with Fitzmagic. I had that blank, and I wrote in – I was just staring at it, and I'm like, who's going to be the Bears quarterback? It's like they don't have any room to really move up in the draft. It's not really going to be anyone there for them. I was like, maybe they take a QB late in like the third or the fourth and bring in a veteran. I was like, who would they bring in? And then I just, my hand just wrote Fitz magic. So I don't know. I could see it. Yeah. I, um, I, that was, that was one of my other ones too. I, I could definitely see. Well, that. you started, you started speaking as if it might be. And I was like, I swear he steals my thunder on the Fitz magic. <laughs> no, that's that, that was, um that was my initial thing. Um, but then I was like, ah, I just trying to, I just try to like get like a little deeper into like where they would be, who they could buy low because yeah. they can't, they can't afford to make a big investment in swing and miss. And Jameis isn't going to cost them much if they feel like they can, you know, get a former first first overall pick to play semi decent, and they mm-hmm. can buy him low on maybe like a two year cheapish deal. I think that at least sways the bears to feel a little bit like, well, we got a number one overall pick at a cheap, at a you know cheap cost. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shot in the dark, but I could see it happening. I'll throw you a quick question. Where does uh, Trubisky end up? Um, I don't think it matters because <laughs> I think he ends up as a backup. I don't think he actually ends up competing anywhere. Um, there's not any other starter in the NFL. I really think he has a chance of, unseating uh i haven't liked and to be honest i haven't liked him since what they saw at unc that they thought that he was a number two overall pick mm. um even though we had that one year he made the pro bowl i've just never i don't think he's a starting nfl quarterback uh i, I think he's a backup um so i don't know maybe the niners i could see yeah i i kind of looked at that as um i don't think he's going back to chicago I and so. i i think a spot for him that would be good is a team that um, has to give up capital to move and draft a player or, um, or just has a draft a quarterback at whatever position they're at. Maybe the jets um, have him come in as, you know, a veteran uh, just kind of help groom a guy who will be starting. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I, I could see him going to a backup role. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up playing a couple of games, but I, I don't, He's a weird guy. He shows flashes here and there, but it's never, it's never super consistent. So. Yeah. And honestly, I thought early in his career, he actually had weapons too. Like when he first got to Chicago, you know, like in, you know, I thought they actually, that offense, it wasn't, now it's not, you know, setting the world on fire, but it wasn't, he had, he wasn't put into Sam Darnold's shoes. Let's put it like that. Yeah. People, I mean, Sam Darnold gets a bad rep, but I mean, he's had, you know, not a good line really. No, not a single running back you can name off the top of your head. 
uh, no wide receivers. Uh, Robbie Anderson left. No wide receivers. Yep. Uh, tight ends are okay. Um, and he's had a different. I'm pretty sure they keep changing the the offensive system for him. So, I I don't know. I I think Sam could actually thrive on a different team. And if I'm if I was the Jets, I think it's both. It's good for both parties to kind of kind of like the Carson thing. Get a fresh start. You get a you know you have a new new system, a new coach coming in. Get a new quarterback. Let them gel together. Let Sam work in another organization. So. Um, a couple easy ones here. So Lions, unless something drastic happens, I would say Jared Goff is a starting quarterback. Right. Which isn't, you know, I expect them to play just as they normally do. It would be middle of the pack, below middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, uh, Green Bay, um, Aaron Rodgers, I would assume. Yeah. I mean. And then uh, the Vikings. I This is where I wrote in Kirk Cousins with a question mark. And I think I'll stay with Kirk Cousins. Um, I could 100% see next season there be a QB move or they could draft a QB in the second round this year and then, you know, have him take over next year or have him take over middle of the season. But I think there's enough quarterbacks in the draft, enough quarterbacks available to be had in trades and in the market that Kirk stays. Um, But I think Kirk Cousins will be the Vikings QB still. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm about 45% there, but because I have the Cousins trade, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have to go with Jimmy G getting swapped in, in the trade. So by mm-hmm. default, you know, despite only by default, I have Jimmy G being their starter. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me if they do stick with Kirk Cousins. I think absolutely they take a quarterback in the second or third round that they, mm-hmm really you know they covet it wouldn't surprise me if they you know either take it with their first second round pick or trade up you know after that to get a guy that they've pegged and, and really try to see what they can get there yeah uh, would, so i wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a young guy to try to move on i don't feel like they're super tied to him um you know even though they gave him that big contract when he came there i think it's been kind of underwhelming when you think of the receivers he's had I mean, look yep. at what Stephon Diggs did in Buffalo. Adam Thielen has been amazing. Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, you know, individually has looked amazing. Um, but it hasn't translated to wins, you know. Yeah. I think at some point, I think you always and, – and, and this is tough because I think quarterbacks get more credit than they deserve, and I think they get more criticism than they deserve. And I'll always stand yeah. by that. I think that wins are not always a fair QB stat. But I think there's an intangible that he just doesn't have. And mm-hmm. I, and I think that with this amount of time and the Vikings, not, they haven't really moved. They've just been sort of ruddering in the same spot. Um, and they have an, a stud in Dalvin cook mm-hmm. stud duo receivers with Jefferson and Thielen. Um, I, I think they make a move. It may not be the sexy move, but I think they make a move to try to shake it up and get some new blood in there. And uh, so, so one player that, really does not make it like it doesn't seem like he would ever be traded here but crossed my mind was Deshaun Watson could you imagine Deshaun Watson with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and all like I don't see it happening but I thought about it for like a second and I think that would that would make the Vikings 
a very strong competitor against Green Bay for that division. Um, yeah. But no, I, I agree. My, the Vikings are a weird team. They're like strong in certain areas, weak in other. And Kirk Cousins is the like peak of inconsistency at, at QB. Like some games he'll go out and throw five touchdowns, 600 yards, whatever. And then some games that 50 yards and eight interceptions. It doesn't and make here, sense. And here's the thing for me is sometimes he has these, these stats that look great, mm. but the team still, it's weird. Like he'll put, and then the, he's like, if you watch a Kirk cousins game, you'll see the stats at the end and you're like, Oh wow. He did that. Well, it's like, you're always surprised, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it never looks like, and I think part of that is just some of the receiver play he has, you know, Dalvin cook takes a screen 70 yards. Uh, Justin Jefferson catches a 10 yard pass that he takes for 50. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of it, I think has been the talent around him has made him look better than he is, but there's just something about him that just makes me feel like he's just an average NFL starter. He's not below average. He's not above average. He's just kind of like in that weird middle of the pack. 15, 14. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's right around there. He's better than most but he's not near like he's, he's, he's at, he's a tier below those Mm -hmm. fringe top 10 guys. Yeah. And I mean, he's kind of been the same since when he was like, it's like how you said, even when he was in Washington, you know, had all these great numbers was obviously a hot commodity. Everyone, you know, the teams were interested in him. Washington had a franchise tag him twice, but it's not like Washington was out here plowing people winning games. So it's a he's an interesting quarterback. He definitely has talent. It's just a matter of keeping it together. Um, uh, so that wraps up the the North. So the final NFC, we have the South, starting with the Bucks. I would assume is Tom Brady. Yeah, the goat himself. Um, and then the rest is kind of a question mark. I mean, we'll start with the Falcons. I think. I think the Falcons will draft a quarterback number with their first round pick. Let him sit under Matt Ryan. Let Matt Ryan start, finish the year, honor him. Let him finish out his contract. Let him walk and choose whatever team he wants. Because that, they that's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from them. They seem to really try to respect their players. Um, so let Matt Ryan finish out the year, but the, I. Matt Ryan will start, but they will draft the quarterback. That's my my take. I mean, ditto. I feel the exact same way. I mean, he's not really going to bring you back anything in a trade with his contract and his age. So I think, you know, and I think because he won the MVP there, he brought him to the Super Bowl. I think he gets to sort of like his goodbye tour. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll draft a guy, uh, you know, probably like a Trey Lance. Um, and he'll groom him for a year and then he'll move on. But I think week one, you know, he's, he's the starter. If he doesn't start week 12, because they're clearly not going to the playoffs and they want to get Trey Lance games. Doesn't surprise me if he gets hurt with his age, doesn't surprise me, but week one going into the season, I think Matty ice with his, uh, his farewell tour from the Falcons. I agree. Um, so you had Teddy Bridgewater going to the bears, correct? Uh, or not Teddy Bridgewater, sorry, uh, James Winston. No, J- J- James Winston. Yeah. On. So who do you have as the Saints starting quarterback? Week one, mm-hmm. 
week one. Now, I don't think at all, and this is why I asked you before, I don't think he starts the whole season. Okay. But I think with the financial investment, Taysom Hill starts week one for the New Orleans Saints. I think somebody comes in. Um, It also wouldn't surprise me if Jameis stays and competes for the job. I mean, I think think if he doesn't go to a Chicago Bears um, or possibly the Panthers, I think that that is the most likely thing is that he tries to battle – uh, but I think they're just so much more financially invested in Taysom Hill. And as we saw when Drew Brees went out, that's the way they went. They gave Taysom Hill the benefit of the doubt. Um, I see week one, Taysom Hill being the starter, but I won't be surprised if you see Jameis sign another one-year deal to compete in uh, you know, preseason with him. Um, again, they're not in a spot to draft a guy. They're not in a place where they can move up and take somebody. So I think with the investment they've made, they paid Taysom a good amount of money for a guy mm-hmm. who's kind of like a play all over. He's a, for, for you, you know, it's like in baseball, you have you, your utility guy. It's kind of Taysom Hill. Um, but I think he gets the chance personally. Like I don't see it. I don't necessarily see what Sean Payton sees in this doing it, but the way he's kind of made decisions, it feels like that's, that's the way he's going to go to start the year. Um. I could see that. I had the Saints blank for a while and I thought really hard about it. And I thought about who this guy is as a player, what he means to this team, this city, what I've seen him doing lately. I think Drew Brees comes back. He hasn't announced his retirement yet. I think he's like, you know what? I'm going to get my body really, really right for this year. And I'm just going to go out give him my all one more time and see what happens. He could be a throw of ducks again, or he could be phenomenal. You never know. But I, I think the saints are kind of in a weird spot where they're kind of unsure where their quarterback future is. And I think Breeze will come in and uh, just give him one more year to, to think about it. But, and then the last team in the NFC is the, very trade rumored Carolina Panthers who apparently hate Trinity Bridgewater. <laughs> um, I'll let you go first. Where do you think they go in the, in the draft? Do you think they draft a guy? Do they bring a guy in? Who's QB one September, 2021. So this is a tough one. Um, there's three scenarios I can see playing out and I'm going to preface this by saying the scenario that, I think would be best for this team won't happen. Mm-hmm. And that's a Cam Newton homecoming. Cause I think the way they treated him on the way out, uh, releasing him so late, not doing, I think the way that they just kind of like, and he, he talks about it. Like they decided they were moving on from me. Yeah. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's too prideful to go back and I don't blame him with the way that they put him in a bad position. You know, they waited so long to get rid of him. It killed his free agency opportunities. He had to get like one call and that was the pass. He'd take a minimum deal. So I don't see him doing it. Uh, but as much as they've down, you know, the media and the, they, they aren't committing to Bridgewater, they did make a pretty big financial commitment to him. Mm-hmm. I think they stick with him week one, but they draft Justin Fields. I think that they, they bring in Fields. Um, but I don't think Fields is a week one starter. Um, I think you, they, they start the year with Bridgewater. And Fields is kind of waiting in the wings, 
maybe week nine, week 10, mm-hmm. you know, he gets the start. Um, and then they move on from Bridgewater next season where they trade him at the deadline and just go full boat on fields and trade him to a team who has an, a quarterback who gets hurt. Um, or they make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo and they, they trade to the night, you know, the Niners make a move and they bring him in. That's sort of my, uh, my third, but I wish, I wish Cam could have a homecoming because I think with this offense, you know, especially with Christian McCaffrey, I mean, giving him Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, um, you know, some of the weapons they have a receiver, get him one more piece, you know, what Robbie Anderson's been doing down there. Um, I would love to see it, but I can't see him going back to Carolina. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Cam, um, but I, at this point in his career, and with you know some health issues here and there i don't know how much of an upgrade he is over bridgewater um i so i'm the same boat as you i think they'll draft justin fields mostly because um i think the falcons draft trey lance i think he goes ahead of fields um but i think that the panthers are in a situation where they they Justin Fields, if I drafted him, if I was a general manager, I would want him to sit for a year. That's kind of always how I, I, I view quarterbacks coming out of the, uh, the, the draft. Let them sit behind a veteran, kind of learn the system, get a feel for the league. Um, I think the Panthers don't get, you know, the Deshaun Watson or any of that, but they do get something in return for Bridgewater and then run with Justin Fields day one as their quarterback and say, you know what? We have McCaffrey. We're going to give him the ball a ton. And we're going to hope that you develop super quick and, you know, give us some leadership, give us, show us some, some spicy plays. Um, but I, I, I think we're past the, the, the NFL where the quarterback would sit for a couple of years. This is a, like you said, you know, past episodes. It's a, what have you done for me lately league? So I feel like quarterbacks are expected to get, they, if you get drafted in the top three rounds, you'll you'll almost always be expected to at least put in um, some form of you know a mindset that you're going to start day one so that's how I would roll with this situation uh any last thoughts on the NFC before we move on um no I mean I mean I think there's a couple moving pieces there obviously I think I think the Niners situation and the Panthers situation are two I feel like the most uncertain about. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saints, you, I, I, you know, we'll see if Drew Brees comes back, but, you know, they have no, they're in worse cap space than the Eagles, which is hard to imagine. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like they can get anybody this year. They're kind of stuck with who's already in that, in that uh, locker room. So we'll see. Lots of moving pieces. I mean, one big trade can change all of these dynamics. So, oh, absolutely. Um, so going from the NFC North, we're going to flip sides to the AFC or excuse me, NFC North to, excuse me, NFC South <laughs> to the AFC South. Uh, let's start with the big man, Sean Watson, Houston Texans, who is the Houston Texans quarterback in 2021? So I think that because I already said, I see a trade happening. I see Deshaun getting traded. I see him getting traded for the number two pick and Zach Wilson being the player that they take at number two, Mm -hmm. or I see them uh, also as a potential Sam Donald landing spot. Um, 
in acquiring Darnold and picks um, and giving Darnold an opportunity um, and using that number two pick to either get more picks or to take a, a penny Sewell and get a top offensive tackle. Yeah. The, the more I look at it, the more the jets to me are actually super appealing for Deshaun Watson. Um, but this is the Texans. And I, from what I'm understanding is they do not want to get rid of Deshaun Watson. And I know he doesn't want to play there, which is definitely going to impact things, but I just, I really don't see a way that Houston's like, you know what? We cut, we lost Watt. We got rid of Hopkins. You know who someone has to be our player. And I feel like they're just, I don't think they're going to give him up. I really don't. So I have Deshaun Watson, whether he walks into the office or not, is the uh, QB one for the Texans. Really? Week yeah. one, huh? Yeah. I think if you I think if you look at the total amount of picks the Jets have this year and next year, I mean, they have – I think it's something like seven or eight day one and day two picks over mm. this draft and next year. I mean, they're kind of primed. They're the market who could use a guy like him to just throw an offer at them that it's so hard to, especially with the number two pick, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if they have like the number 15 or 20, you're like, ah, you know, but knowing they have the number two pick where you can get anybody other than Trevor Lawrence, um, or you could trade and get multiple that you could get, you know, just, I think the Texans have so many holes, you know, yeah. they have so many needs. And while I am one of the biggest Watson fans I've supported him since his freshman year at Clemson if you're the Texans honestly like might be a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. if you look at if you can get some king's ransom record-breaking trade from the New York Jets who are just trying to give that fan base something to get excited about yeah you can get three first rounders a second rounder their quarterback or something and you think you can turn Sam Donald into a starter or you think Zach Wilson is going to be the next guy plus multiple high, high draft picks. Mm. I don't see you bring back a guy who just clearly hates your organization. He is just clearly so like disgruntled employees. We talk about this all the time. Culture is so important. Oh yeah. And Deshaun is a guy who has been the ultimate class worker everywhere he's been. And he's so sick of your franchise. And when that owner said, you can't let the inmates run the prison to a, with a quarterback who is as socially conscious as Deshaun Watson is. I was surprised he didn't demand a trade then. Yeah. And now you kind of just broke the camel's back with his GM search with not, you know, not giving Bianami an interview when he wanted telling him he was going to be a part of the process, leaving him out. I, I just, I can't see it. And to be honest, I don't see why you would force the issue for them at this point. Anyways, I, I think the best thing for both parties is to move on. I think Deshaun should be traded. I just think that Houston is at this point where, you know, they've put too much gasoline in the fire and they can't figure out how to stop it. So it's just going to keep burning until somehow they get, you know, maybe he'll play out this year and then move on after that. But I, I don't know. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he was just still starting for this team. So um speaking of can't believe he's starting for this team uh indianapolis colts carson wentz still hurts to say um 
but yeah, he he should be there QB one. I don't see any reason why not. He won't be wearing number eleven though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe ten. I don't know what he would wear. Um, Jaguars. I mean, I, Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback that. I mean, typically number one overall picks start day one anyways, but he's a quarterback that's right. It's, it's not like Justin Fields where like he played what two two seasons or three seasons. Trevor Lawrence has been playing college ball for a while now. So um, he's ready for the NFL. I hope he does well. I think him and Tua were two of my favorite quarterbacks to watch over these past few years. As far as college goes, I think both of them are super talented. So Trevor Lawrence for the Jags. And and ironically, Trevor Lawrence broke all of Deshaun Watson's high school records in Georgia and then followed him to Clemson and won a national championship as a true freshman. So kind of crazy how parallel – um, you know, their careers have been. Um, and then finally we have the Titans. I mean, Ryan Tannehill balls out for, you know, he does his job well. Um, I'm not, I mean, I don't know how, if they're super comfortable with him, I could see him going for another year or two. Um, it doesn't seem like a press when you have King Henry running the show, but, um, yeah, that's the South the South's pretty set beyond the Texans. Yeah. Um, as is the uh, AFC North, I have all the same starters. Um, so I mean, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, uh, Bengals, Joe Burrow, Browns, Baker Mayfield. I did actually think about it. There, you know, I would not be. I think it's like ninety percent sure he'll be the starter, but ten percent of me thinks he could be traded. You never know. Ah. Uh. I thought, I thought this was the make or break year for Baker. I thought this year was the make or break. And I think after leading him to the playoffs and beating a division rival in the Steelers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. like I just don't see how you could move on from him. Some, he's, like, he's a very polarizing player. People either love him or hate him. Uh, personally, I love the fact that he walked on at two different schools, multiple-time Heisman run, you know, finalist. Um, you know, I think that I just love that guy who just has this fire about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he came into a situation this year where I think he had to prove it. I think he's, he has a lot of the Tannehill type things where he leans on that run game, but he does just enough not to lose you games, which how I feel about Tannehill. I don't think that he wins you games, right. but I think he's, you know, he's a game manager. He makes enough throws. I think Baker makes enough throws. I mean, as we saw in the Eagles game, he also misses some throws that make you go. Dude, how do you, do you miss that? Um, yeah. But I like his intangibles enough that I think he deserves to stay there. Uh, not many teams have two top 10 running backs. So, I mean, they don't really have to worry too much about the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Browns, Ravens, Bengals all set. Steelers, Yeah. they just re-signed Big Ben for another year. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them either take QB round two, two to five. Uh but Big Ben will be their starter in my eyes for at least one more year. Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, they're sort of stuck with it, right? What do yeah. you do? You hand over to Mason Rudolph, you know, like they're in a position where as much as it's, I mean, he's a statue and he can't move and he's a shell of himself. Um, that wide receiver core is so good and mm-hmm. so young that – Honestly, I don't think it's the worst thing. Just give him one more year so you can try to figure out what you're going to do with the QB. 
try to take a guy in the second, third round that you think, you know, can grow over the year. Um, but those wide receivers are, that's a fast group. I mean, even with Juju leaving, they obviously aren't going to be able to afford him. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think there's so many guys on that, on that group that you would love to have on your roster. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where, uh, I mean, they, they're, they have a, a plethora of wide receivers, so they're kind of a luxury there. Um, so Juju will walk. Not sure really where he will go. I can see the maybe the Jags or the Jets. Um, I think he's going to be a Raider. A Raider? I can see that. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a Raider. Um, so moving on to the AFC West, and we speaking of the Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. Um, I thought about this one for a while. Um, but I, you know, Derek Carr has been rumored to be in trade talks for like his entire career and he's still a Raider. So I'm going to roll with Derek Carr as the starter day one. Yeah. I mean, if, if they were, if Gruden was going to move on from him, it would have been when he came to town, yeah. um, you know, and I thought that this, when he came to town, that was it. I thought he was going to bring in his guy. He had draft capital. He had the opportunity to do it. Um, and he didn't do it. So I think, you know, Carr has shown you enough to continue to be the starter. I'm not his biggest fan, uh, but again, I think I think he's done enough that he'll keep his job, you know, for at least another year. Yeah. Um, Chargers, Justin Herbert, obviously. He's losing no. his guard, by the way. They're actively shopping Trey Turner. Interesting. A little surprising. Young, you know, young quarterback. They have a Pro Bowl guard that they're actively shopping. Don't know how I'm, if I'm him, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, especially, you know, um, because we, I mean, we had just said Joe Burrow with the Bengals and his line is atrocious. And hopefully they take Sowell at number uh, five, I think they pick. Yeah. Because um, he desperately needs help. Or though I would assume they would bring in one of the top offensive line free agents as well. But yeah, for the Chargers to be shopping around, that's not a good look. I will say for Herbert, um, he played a little higher than I expected this past year. And that class overall, like it's not super common to see all of the top quarterbacks taken play well. Yeah. And they all played well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Herbert uh, and Tua and, you know, the rest of them all develop. But um, another, uh, another shocker for you, I think Pat Mahomes will be the Chiefs quarterback. Wow. Yeah. Breaking he, only, music. he only has a 75-year contract. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, and so this is this one I had a lot of thinking as as well. I'll let you go first as the resident Broncos fan. Who is their uh, who's their QB one? Uh, so this is where the pain comes in oh, because God. I've seen so many <laughs> mock drafts of them taking Trey Lance. Um, I really don't want to see it uh, personally. Week one, give me one more evaluation year of Drew Locke. He started 16 games. He's been in and out because of injury. Uh, he's got young wide receivers. His number one wide receiver was out. Then he had a rookie wide receiver last year. Give him the offseason. You know, it's not like you're going to compete with the Chiefs anyways. So, right. like, let's not try to go into this win-now mode where we're sacrificing young, cheap quarterbacks. Locke wasn't even a first-round pick. So, he's a second-round guy. So, it's not like you're paying him much get some other pieces around him. They just franchise tag Justin Simmons again. 
get his contract, get him a contract, figure out some other pieces. Uh, I hope they give Drew Locke one more year. I, I would have been on board if they traded for Wentz. I would have taken that. I would have been on board for Stafford. Mm-hmm. Once the two of them went, it was give Locke another year. I mean, again, he's shown you flashes. He's also shown you, you know, bad. He was the only person who had a worse completion percentage from a clean pocket than Carson Wentz last year. Fun stat. He's the only quarterback in the NFL who was more inaccurate. Um, but I think a lot of that's to do with timing. He missed a lot of time. His number one safety security blanket wasn't there. His other, the other guy was a rookie wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then Tim Patrick played out of his mind. He's done nothing until this year. So that show usually when a guy comes out of nowhere to put up numbers like that, it just, it just tells you that, that the, there's an issue there. So I want one more year out of Drew Locke. I don't love the guy, but I also, I'm not a, you know, let's move on to the next shiny toy. It hasn't worked out for Denver. Um, they're not in a position that I, I don't see Trey Lance is really the solution for them. So I hope they give Locke another year. Yeah, I'm so I was looking at that too, and ultimately came to pretty much the same conclusion. Um, however, I also looked at this as the kind of what I gave Washington for a QB situation. So I think Locke will be day one starter, but I think he'll be on a tight leash. And the Broncos will look to bring in a veteran to kind of push him even further. So I, I have a Drew Locke slash Andy Dalton quarterback. So hmm. I think if Locke struggles uh, by week three and he's still not doing, you know, hasn't progressed at all or they're 0-3 or whatever it be, you start to see Andy Dalton come in and then we'll see a, a back and forth of that. But that would be my pick. Um and then finally, the AFC East. And I'm, as, as we go through this, I'm noticing we just flew by the AFC. So the NFC has a lot of quarterback questions. Yeah. Um, but we'll start with, uh, we'll start with the, the obvious ones. So <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills will be Josh Allen, I would assume. Uh, I know there was some flirtation with Deshaun Watson, but I believe Tua will still be the Dolphins quarterback day one. Any arguments there? No, I, I think I think he's still going to be there. Um, and then this is where I think uh, the Patriots. I I would not be shocked to see Cam go back there, but I think um, Patriots oftentimes will let players go or trade them away, and they'll bring them back for a second time. So I think Jimmy G ends up back in New England. Um, it's a good spot for him. It's a good spot for the Patriots. So that's that's who I think they'll 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 ride with. So Jimmy G returning is my second thought for the Patriots. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, Bill Belichick is the king of trading a third day three pick for a guy you can actually use. Yeah. Um, you know that team has so many holes. They're getting a lot of their defensive starters back who opted out for COVID, which is big. Yeah. Um, the wide receiver core is still just atrocious. Um, you know, they, historically they bad. <laughs> oh, it's, it's terrible. Um, and you know, they have 75 running backs who all do, who are all one trick ponies. Um, but they rotate them. Well, they're all scat um, backs. Never, never take a, a Patriots running back in fantasy. It will be the no. worst mistake you ever make. Um, but I think considering how, so if you take all the factors together, 
Cam showed up late, way new system late, trying to learn the Patriot way mm-hmm. on the fly yeah. during a year where you're doing virtual meetings, during a year we have all this stuff going on. He came out on fire. They looked great. People forget about this, how they finished. Mm-hmm. He looked fantastic early on. Oh, yeah. 75 rushing yards week one. Like he looks awesome. Gets COVID, misses two weeks, completely throws him off. And he never looked the same after that. Didn't get the full off season. I think he gets the full off season. Uh, I think he comes back in. He'll come back on a cheap deal because it's the Patriots. You know, they'll get him on a one year, three, four million dollar contract. Um, I think he comes back. I think he has something to prove there. He's such a prideful guy. Mm -hmm. I can't see this being like a, oh, I came in here and it was not successful and I'm just going to leave. I also don't see really much of a great opportunity for him somewhere else. You know, and that might also just come down to what it is. Like, I don't know where else he makes sense. Um, I would have loved him in Carolina, but I I don't see him go back there. He could go to Washington, but I I see him trying to figure it out. I, you know, if there's one thing that I feel about Cam Newton is that he really um, cares about being the best that he can be. And I think that getting a taste of what it was like to work in an organization like New England, um, to be with Belichick, to be with Josh McDaniels, who while Josh McDaniels, I don't think is will ever be a good head coach. I think that he is a great offensive mind. Um, so I think he does another year in New England. Uh, I think he has a good year. The problem that's going to happen is he has no help. He has no receivers. Um, and honestly, I think that will get used against him. And this will be his last year in New England. But week one of 2021, I think Cam takes a snap. I can see that. Um, and I, I think, you know, New England's usually not big spenders, but they have money. Um, I think they bring in one of the top five receivers in this free agent class, maybe Galladay or uh, I don't see Allen Robinson, but I I think someone will fit in there. um, Give that quarterback some help. I will say on cam. uh, I, like I said, I already really love, I like cam a lot. And then after listening to him on the uh, I am athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall and Ocho, you know, it shows how humble he is. Like they were talking about Russell Wilson and stuff and comparing him to him. And he's like, I'm not at that level right now. Like I need to get myself right. I need to, you know, I'm not playing to my highest level that I know I can play. And, you know, I don't want to say he's running out of time, but matter of fact is that he's older now. So he has to make the most of his opportunities. So I, I definitely could see another one year um, back to new England for him. And as much as I not a huge fan of the Patriots. I would love to see Cam do well with them and, and thrive in that system. So, and then the, uh, the last thing we got, the New York Jets. Nick, I think you alluded to already. So who's your quarterback? So I, again, I, I think that the Jets make a, a, a King's ransom offer for Deshaun. I think he mm-hmm. comes in, he starts for them. Um, I think with the market, with him wanting to be there, them knowing he wants to be there, the Jets owner going, man, we could market him like crazy. I would make all the, you know, I, they haven't had anything to be excited for. They thought that Sam Darnold was going to bring excitement to New York. That was yeah. supposed to be the thing. And that clearly hasn't panned out. Um, I see, I see that being the piece. If they don't go to Sean Watson and that isn't what happens, I see Zach Wilson being who they take at number two. And I see them then training Darnold and, and moving on. 
Um, and then if all else fails and they decide to trade back, which I feel about 20% likely, they'll take that number two pick. They'll trade back for somebody else who wants Zach Wilson. They'll get Darnold something and they'll roll with him as the starter. But I put that at about 20%. I put Cam, I put uh, D- Deshaun at about 50 and I put Zach Wilson at about 30%. Yeah. So in, in my scenario, um, they trade Darnold to the Niners and then they draft the Jets draft Zach Wilson. Like I said, you draft a quarterback top five nowadays or even top 10, he's going to start day one. So I think Zach Wilson will be the Jets quarterback in September, 2021. Um, speaking on the Sean Watson to kind of finish out this episode, I do think if I had to say top three most likely spots, I think New York would be number one. Um, then I would honestly go Denver, and then I would go San Francisco. But as of right now, I don't – I really just don't see him getting traded. It's just – I feel like the cards aren't there. But you never know. You never know. I mean, I, I feel like they're in – one, I feel like they're just completely toxic. Oh yeah, that's, my, that's my, I mean, I feel like the situation is just toxic. I feel like you know you got fleeced in the De- DeAndre Hopkins trade, you got fleeced in the Laramie Tunsil trade. Uh-huh. You know, you got you just let a three-time face of your friend, th- three-time defensive player of the year, face of your franchise walk for nothing in return. You have to get something back. You cannot lose th- this amount of pieces, star pieces and get a David Johnson and a second rounder back in return. You know, you just, you can't go from a team who was that high with that many marquee guys. And Deshaun almost fixes a lot of those mistakes. You get back multiple first round picks, probably multiple second round picks. Yeah. And you got nothing for anybody else. I don't see if you're the Texans, how you can have that opportunity because they're not going to win now. Anyways, they're not, they're not going to win anytime soon. So why you would keep such a disgruntled employee? Because here's the worst case scenario. You bring him back and he just, he doesn't care. and He doesn't want to be there. He poisons your locker room because his energy is not there. Players get resentful or you just look terrible. And then what's going to happen? Then you get forced to trade him and you get one second round pick because teams know you have to move on. At least right now, the Jets will sell you at the farm. Because they're like, you know what? It's, it's before. If you wait and you play this out, what's going to happen when you go one and three in the first four games? You're not going to get anything. You're going to get a sack of potatoes back for them. I agree. So you've already done that for too many big name guys. You have to recoup something back. I just, I can't see him taking another staff as a Texan. I just, I can't see, I, I can't see it happening. I really can't. I, I also think what they do in free agency is going to be huge. It, if they can bring in some pieces to kind of, you know, somewhat quarrel this and, and make him at least like bring back Wolf Fuller. They already re-signed, you know, uh, David Johnson, you know, get, maybe bring in a lineman. If you can help at least support him or let, cause he was supposed to get, you know, some, I don't want to say administrative at like, you know, but he was supposed to get some say in, in who they're going to draft and who they're going to bring in. Cause at the end of the day, the quarterback, he's, he's driving the train. You know, if you can't get pieces that he wants, can't get staff that he wants on that train, like it, it's not going to work. It's going to derail like it is right now. So it, it'll be 
I feel like it's more toxic than the Carson thing at this point. Um, and we say, oh, that ended. So it that is the biggest piece. Deshaun Watson is the biggest piece to the draft, free agency. So he, he'll change a lot of things. But we'll see. We'll see. I think overall, um, you know, like we were kind of talking about, there's there's going to be a lot of movement this year. It's, I mean, the fact that – what was it? There's no – there's no starting quarterbacks from the 20 16, 17 drafts. Who yeah. Teams on the original teams. That blows my mind. Like that's because even you even look at it like, cause it was, it's golf and Wentz were one and two. I don't think anyone has saw them not being long-term with their teams. And, and, then, Winston, and Winston Mariota the year before. Yeah. One, two. That's crazy. You know, top, and you know, and that's, and that's why I talk about it. Like, I don't see why people trade up in the drafts to reach for quarterbacks. We've seen time and time and time again, these guys who go in the top five who don't stay on that team. It happens all the time. Take the proven commodities. Mm -hmm. That's why if you're the Jets, as nice as the number two pick is, and you think Zach Wilson's going to be better than Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you know what Deshaun Watson is. You know what you're getting back. You know, and while first round picks are nice, and they're, you know, but it's all probability. Okay, you have a 70% chance. You have a 60% chance. Give me the guarantee. You know the quarterback that you are getting. Yeah. Zach, Zach Wilson did he Zach Wilson wasn't even voted a captain at BYU. He wore a C on his chest because he was on the leadership council. When you're the quarterback who's not even voted a captain yeah. in a high profile position like that, what does that tell me about your intangibles? I always go back to the intangibles with the quarterbacks mm -hmm. and everybody wants to talk about arm strength and accuracy and this. And while that's important, I also was a big Peyton Manning fan and I watched him throw ducks for years, yeah. but he knew where to put the ball. So it was like, he didn't have good arm strength. He never threw a spiral ever. Every ball he threw was wobbly, but he knew great pre-snap reads. He knew how to digest football better. I think than any other quarterback I ever saw play the position and he was a great leader. You know, those aren't pieces that show up in the Madden 99 arm strength. They don't show up in the, but he knew what to do. He knew how to play the position. You knew what you were going to get. If I'm the Jets, you have made some bad picks. Yes. You have made some bad picks. Go <laughs> get something you know and just move on. Just, mm -hmm. just do it. Just get somebody, put it, put them, you know have him hanging on the outside of Madison square garden and in times square, big photos of him, sell your jerseys. He'll be, he'll be a top three selling Jersey in the NFL, sell it all, get the, get the market excited, sell your season tickets and just move forward because that, that organization, especially now that the Patriots aren't the Patriots, you've been waiting decades for this. You've been waiting two decades for them to fall off the top of the mountain. You know, like, what if the Bills are a fluke? What if Tua doesn't develop fast enough in the Dolphins? You actually, believe it or not, can go from worst to first in a year or two if you make a couple good moves. So oh, absolutely. if I'm them, you know, it, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. You have multiple picks. You still, and you still have opportunity, and they have money. Mm -hmm. They have like $71 million in, in salary cap space. You can sign guys. Uh, I've heard a lot of talk about Allen Robinson potentially going to the Jets. Yeah. You get Allen Robinson, Deshaun Watson, a couple other pieces around there. Draft the running back. Yeah, get Travis Etienne late in the field with your later first round pick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a Clemson guy. 
you, you prepare him with Watson. He looks fantastic. You know, maybe a Najee Harris from Alabama. Yeah. And then oh, you got, yeah, and, and, and you and you got something there. You you're not gonna have that opportunity if you don't do it. Uh, if I'm them, it's it's a like a it's a no brainer. It's a no no brainer. Yeah, and and I would say for anyone listening to this, it's it quarterbacks are a weird position in in the NFL draft because they're really not valued where they're supposed to be. Like if you were looking on pure talent, like when, when people do their big boards and top 100s and stuff like Mac Jones, for example, I've seen, you know, his, his talent is between a first round and a third round. Like that's a big gap. So the reason we see quarterbacks taken, um, you know, in top 10 so often nowadays is because there's just always question marks about the current starters, the current players in the NFL. And time and time again, we see there's always like, look at the Dak Prescott's. There's always a quarterback that comes out of nowhere and surprises. So teams are more reluctant. They're, they're more pressured into trying to find that guy and they don't want to miss that opportunity. So when you see Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, and I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a bona fide number one, that's no mistaking, but you know, everyone else going top five, like it's not because they're better than, you know, 30 other players. It's because the quarterback position is multiplied infinitely as, you know, you evaluate your roster. So. And, and and, I mean, team control is big. If you've got a guy in the first round, you have five years of team control while we were all, you know, killing the Packers last year for trading up and taking Jordan love, which I'm still going to kill them for. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. not going to say that was a like a, you know, I can't believe they didn't get him help. However, if you feel strongly like, hey, Rodgers got two more years left. Well, okay, well, he plays out two years. And then you have Jordan Love for three, if you take on his fifth year option at a very, very, very affordable cost. Yeah, at least three years, three and four. Year five, you're going to pay pretty good money. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you've already seen the guy in your organization for four years. And you didn't pay him that much over that time. The, you know, quarterbacks and edge rushers and left tackles cost you so much money. They they do, especially in the market. So if you can get a guy in the first round at a fraction of the cost, you know, look, look at what Miles Garrett was getting paid until he got his big money. You know, what, and TJ, you know, TJ Watt and these guys who were like edge rushers who were putting up, you know, Bradley Chubb when he wasn't hurt with the Broncos, like, Mm -hmm guys who are putting up monster numbers who their salary is what some guys are making in a game check. You oh, know, yeah. like you're, you have so much control. You have so many, and you have years to figure out if you want to pay them versus free agency where you're just like, I, you work somewhere else, here's $20 million and you don't pan out. Yeah. So I get it from that perspective that, you know, you kind of like spread your risk and you're able to, you know, put money other places. Um, but I think it's also funny that while we're talking up this this draft class so much, you know, I've seen, you know, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper said they think this is going to be the first draft where four straight quarterbacks get drafted. And the only one I genuinely feel like is a day one starter is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And we're talking about guys, you know, trading up and getting rid of major assets to guys that I don't even genuinely think are day one starters. I, I, I really don't. I, I agree. I think um, I was very up and down on Justin Fields. And then when I saw him just 
absolutely dominate Clemson. I was like, you know what? Maybe this, maybe he is going to be a, a top five pick. Um, and then obviously the, the game against Alabama was a little different, but he was also playing with broken ribs. I think it'll be interesting. You know, like I said, Deshaun is the, I don't know what, what chess piece he would be called, but he's the one that impacts the entire game. So we'll see what happens. I do. I do think that this is going to be the biggest trade haul we've seen and will see for a long time. I think when you think about a 25 year old quarterback with top five potential for a while, you know, he could a proven winner, his skill set, his intangibles, um, the back half of his contract will be very manageable when these next quarterbacks get paid. You know, he's paid decently now, but we all know how that goes two years from now, it'll be a below market contract. Um, he'll start his, he'll start the contract off probably a little overpaid and he'll end it a little underpaid. That's just, that's the way it works when you sign guys this long. Um, I think it's gonna be the biggest package that we've seen traded. I think three first rounders, possibly a player and a one or two day two picks. I think it's going to be, you know, huge sports center breaking news. You know, I think it's gonna be one of those ones where you're really going to be like, wow. Um, but as crazy as it, as it is, I think a team like the Jets can give that up and still have picks because of how many picks that they have. And I don't think I've ever seen a team position the way the Jets are to give up a lot, but still have opportunity to improve their roster. Usually a team, they give up three straight years of first round picks and they have no cap space and they have nothing else. They can give up first round picks. I mean, they have two this year. They have two next year. Yeah. They have multiple, they have, I think, three second round picks total over the next two years. So they have a lot of day one and day two picks. They can give up a lot and still make draft picks. So it, it also, the Jamal Adams trade, while I was killing them at first for doing it, if this ends up being essentially trading Jamal Adams in a first round pick and a second round pick for Deshaun Watson, nobody would have ever said no to that trade. Yeah. So, uh you know, seeing three first rounders and a second rounder is the same thing because they got two first rounders back for Jamal Adams. Yeah, I was just about to, to bring that up because I was going to say it's literally like, you know, Jamal a first and a couple, you know, secondary picks for Deshaun Watson, which is incredible. So I, it's going to be, it's, it'll be really interesting. The, the first, as of recently, I can't think of two. I mean, Stafford got what? They got two picks for Stafford, didn't they? Or was it one in Goff? It was two first round picks, golf, yeah. and I think a third too. Yeah. The lat besides that one, the last like mate like crazy haul I remember was uh when the Saints traded for uh Ricky Williams that that draft spot. Yeah. They gave Washington their entire draft. Yeah. Like picks one through seven rounds. That was back in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, that was um, crazy. But yeah, I I don't know if you'll see that, but you'll definitely like they have, I would be shocked if they, they, if they drafted a player with all of those picks, honestly, it's not the best move. You need to, to capitalize off those, the value of those picks before they diminish. But um, it, the one thing about sports is that, especially in, in, you know, the first round and um, you see it a lot in the NBA, it's like, you'd rather trade for a proven commodity than gamble on a player you, you are taking a guess on. So we'll see what happens. 
And the and NBA trades have always proved that whoever gets the best player wins the deal. I remember when the Lakers got Anthony Davis and some people were saying, did they give up too much? And I said, they just got a top five basketball player. There is no too much. If they didn't trade LeBron, they didn't give up too much. And guess what? They won an NBA championship because whoever gets the best player wins the deal. If you have to give up pieces, like everybody wants to trade something and not give up anything. It's like mm-hmm. when I keep seeing Sixers fans saying, yeah, we'll give you Danny Green in a second round pick for Kyle Lowry. Not how it works. Yeah, no. That's, that, that's, not, how, that's not how it works. If you're going to get something, you must give something. If the Jets are going to get a top five quarterback who is 25 years old, mm-hmm. it's going to command a high price. But it's a price they can pay. You know, it's not something that they, they are blessed with draft capital. They can afford to give some up and they have salary cap space. You can absorb his contract. You can bring in one of these top wide receivers. What if Chris Godwin doesn't get franchise tagged and he goes to New York? What if, uh, you know, you get Allen Robinson? What if you get Kenny Galladay? Yeah. You know, that, that's a winnable division. Like I know the bills had time, so they looked great, but I'm not necessarily sold that that's who the bills are. That could have been an overachieving year. You're not worried about the Patriots and the Dolphins you're not worried about either. So it's the Jets could go from like a kind of a laughing stock to actually a contender in their division, which has not been something for a while. When you have an opportunity like that, I just don't see how you pass it up. Yeah, plus I think um, they're not they're not as far, far off as, as people think because their their defense is very young. Um, and they got some nice pieces. So, I mean, you bring in one, you know, bring in a top free agent wide receiver because, like you said, they have money at, you know, draft. If they draft not, I'm telling you, Allen Robinson, Najee Harris, and Deshaun Watson, that team automatically becomes pretty scary on offense. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the one thing to keep in mind is kind of a closing thought is while we've seen a lot of trades are, like, in principle trades um, leading up to the opening of free agency, the once free agency starts, then in between the draft is when the trade stuff really starts heating up because teams start to see who they can get, um, who they can't get, and then reevaluate their roster to try and bring in different players before the draft and move around. So, um, you know, it, it it'll be some. It wouldn't surprise me if some team came out of nowhere and traded up to try and get one of these top five quarterbacks that we keep talking about, but. It, there's always surprises. So that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And, and especially a year with no combine. Uh, I'm very, very, and I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say it here on this pod. I won't be surprised if Mac Jones is not the fifth quarterback taken and he sneaks up and leapfrogs somebody for number four. Because yeah. if you listen to the NFL coaches talk about him at the senior bowl and how good they like, and that, and then them, the NFL coaches, with him and his intangibles and all these, you know, things about Mac Jones, these other quarterbacks aren't going to have a combine. They'll have yeah. their pro days and they'll do things individual, but they're not going to go up against side by side, throwing after Trey Lance throws, throwing after Fields throws, throwing mm-hmm. after Wilson throws. I think not having them there. And because Mac Jones had that opportunity during the senior bowl, has he's the only one who actually is a senior. Yeah. You know, I heard a lot of positive things about him. His teammates talk super highly. I mean, they asked Devontae Smith to wear Mac Jones and, and he said definitively Mac Jones. Like he, now, can you say, yeah, that's his current quarterback. Sure. Like he's doing that because he was there. Yeah. 
but I'm, but, but here's the reality is like, he's hyping that guy up for a reason. A lot of other people have been talking up him high. Um, I I won't be surprised if he's the fourth quarterback taken and not the fifth, the way a lot of these mock drafts are playing out. There is always one team that decides to come in and completely change what we thought of a player's ranking. So yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I didn't think Baker was going number one to Cleveland, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. It, it'll be interesting. I think, I mean, we're, we'll have a whole episode on the draft, probably a couple. Um, I would not be shocked to see five QBs go top 15. Like that's. Oh, that's a, that's for top 15. I think that's a, I think that's a definite. Yeah. Yeah. Because if Mac Jones falls to the Patriots at 15, the Patriots are taking Mac Jones at 15. I would say so. He's like, he is like the prototypical Patriot quarterback. <laughs> like if he falls to them at 15, that is 100% the best. So top 15 is a guarantee. It won't surprise me if there's five that go top 12. I can see that as well, which is great for other teams who don't need a quarterback. I mean, I honestly think Suell was going to fall right into the, the Bengals lap, which perfect for them. So yeah, and, and, and they're a team where the only other non-quarterback you even consider taking, at, you know, that high would be one of the receivers or Kyle Pitts. And the Bengals got a great young wide receiver core with Tyler yeah. Boyd and T. Higgins. Um, you know, they're, A.J. Green, I think, will move on. Uh, but they got young guys there. So I don't think that they go that route, especially after taking T. Higgins with the first pick of the second round last year. Um I mean, Sewell just feels like the, the, the gift package that they need. Um, yeah. Unless they trade back. The only way I could see it is if they, if they, if they peg that Rashawn Slater is a better pick for them, which I've heard a lot of people are very high on Rashawn Slater, the, the lineman out of Northwestern. Mm-hmm. If they feel like, hey, we can trade back, you know, three, four spots, and he'll still be there because uh, we think there's going to be a run on the receivers and maybe Patrick Sertan and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. That's the only way I think that Sewell doesn't end up, but I don't see them taking somebody else at five. That's not him. Yeah. It's going to be a, a very offense oriented first round pick or first round draft. So we'll see how the chips may fall. Um, but yeah, I think that that pretty much wraps up our 32 starting QBs. Um, you know, definitely some obvious picks. And then obviously the question mark is Deshaun Watson is Sam Darnold is, Cam Newton, um, does Kirk Cousins stay in Minnesota? Who's Washington's quarterback? Will Dallas finally give Prescott his contract? I think that's good. All right. Well, then uh, on that note, we will uh, talk to everyone later. Look forward to uh, some NBA talk next week, uh, March Madness coming up, and then obviously more free agency and draft news. So looking forward to it. It's, It's getting exciting. All right. Thanks for joining us, Nick. And I'll uh, I'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Thanks, Cody. Peace out, man.